Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Spin the Rally Pod, your one-stop podcast for all things rallying and the team today that have assembled Avenger-like are Mr. Luke Barry, Deputy Editor of Dirtfish.com. Good morning, Mr. Luke Barry. Good morning, Lisa, and I respect that energy. That was um, not befitting of what we had about 30 seconds ago before we started recording, so that was fantastic. (laughs) Always get chucked under the bus with these guys, don't I? Uh, Mr George Donaldson, former motorsport team director. Good morning, Lisa. And technical guru. I'm going to give you technical guru and all things technical as well hardly a guru but they are very very happy to uh, to take that mantle on and do my best okay well i'll chuck the guru mental mental mantle it's brilliant it's going so well this uh, <laughs> just keep going uh, we'll give the guru mantle to mr david evans who is I don't, i've forgotten your title i've completely forgotten your title editor. Uh, who, uh, oh senior staff writer just, there we are or senior bottle senior washer staff. and yeah Good morning, good morning. No, I have to say, I'm, I'm making my excuses. I'm making my excuses. My brain is a bit fogged up because I've got the Rona. Oh, yeah. Tested positive for, for COVID over the weekend. And apart from having a very heavy cold, and dear, yes, the brain fog is a thing. Definitely a thing. We'll um, agree I'm, with that, Lisa. I'm very lucky that it's not, it's not confined me to bed or anything like that. And you're very lucky, clearly, mm. that I'm here to host this with such competence and skills that you'd hardly even know um the other thing i'm going to admit chaps is that i'm a bit of a passenger on this one because i've just spent two weeks watching wimbledon so while i get my neck used to looking right and left without actually um straining it i'm gonna sit back and enjoy you telling me mr david evans because i'm starting with you (gasps) what i can expect for estonia week Estonia. Which always means summer and sunshine and gloriously beautiful pictures. I certainly did last year. It was genuinely one of the hottest rallies we went on last year. It was an absolute scorcher. To the, to the I've just realised. I've just realised, gang, as well. That that genuinely means that possibly one of David's least favourite events. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> as it a was, result, it was it was genuine. Yeah, it was it wasn't a great one because. Uh, Dirtfish HQ in in Estonia as well was in it was some really nice kind of oldie worldy apartment thing in the center of Tartu that came without oh, any air conditioning and it oh my goodness <laughs> me it was absolutely roasting our lovely cameraman Gary uh, ducked out halfway through and just couldn't couldn't live with it so he went and found a hotel room uh, with some aircon uh, but no it was a, it was a bit of a shocker uh, last year so it was I think. We've been informed that was um, that was a bit of an exception, and I think George, you'll know far better. I know weather's a little bit down the order, 
uh, today, so I'm perhaps jumping the gun here a little bit, but we don't expect anything in the sort of 30s this week, do we? Uh, stand by. <laughs> stand by, David. <laughs> Sorry, stand I've by. choked we, you under the we, bus. We had, we, had, uh, we had 30 degrees here yesterday in I was going to say, yeah, the UK is, is so, toasty uh, next week. This week, even. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is this week. Yeah, it is. It is this coming weekend. Oh, so, there's um, nothing more exciting than waiting for someone to give you a weather <laughs> forecast on a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. It's, At Dirtfish Rally, don't forget to write us a review. So it yeah, is. It, yeah. it, 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 last year it was very, very hot. Uh, and it was. And what the other thing that was really weird last year as well is it brought out some huge bugs, uh, which. Honestly, we drive through sort of swarms of these things, uh, and actually, should I, should I put a picture on the? Um, yeah, I was going to say on the group chat that wouldn't really work for the wider listener, would it? Uh, but I could. No, why not pop it? Why not pop it on our Instagram account at Dirtfish Rally? We're not allowed to put anything other than beautiful pictures on Instagram account. Uh, okay. But equally, I could put it on Twitter, couldn't I, Luke? You could. Yeah, you don't need to ask my permission for that. They'll go for it, David. You're the boss. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. But in the meantime, in I the meantime, will... I can give you a forecast. <laughs> uh, look, uh, guys, um, not, not so warm. Uh, hey. Low to mid-20s <laughs> this week. Uh, and then over the weekend, just under 20 degrees. Reasonable breeze. Under 20 it, degrees. And uh, just to prove that... Uh, Mr. Rovan Perra is not just a rally god, he may also be a weather god because it says it's going to rain. And if it Ooh. rains, if it oh. rains, he can win. Guys. David Simple just got that. so excited. Unbelievably. Yeah. I've, I've just yeah. sent you all, I've just sent the little group, we will put this on social media. Look at that thing. So there's not really any context. That's Ooh. sitting on the side of the car. Um, but it was there's huge. No, there's no context with that. But, I mean, that could be the size of my little fingernail. No, it was big. It was kind of the, the sort of yeah, the that's big. Of a little yeah. finger. It was it was a big thing, right? So Luke, now I've sent that on WhatsApp. I'm putting you in charge of putting that on social media, <laughs> so we don't disappoint people. But last year, so the whole place was just full, and you drive along, and it would be like tuk, 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 as these things were just hitting the car. It was yeah. it was like something out of a horror movie. Anyway, back to rallying. Or oh, let's start yep. with some rallying. Yes, let's do that. Let's talk Spin rallying. the rally pod. Yes. That's what we're called. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, it, it just, I have to say, always. Estonia is quite a new one, isn't it? What, this is the third Estonian WRC round. Of course, before that, we have had uh, WRC promotion rounds, uh, which have also been enormously exciting in Estonia. But f for me, you know, the summer was always about fast gravel. It was always about Finland. Uh, now we have two goes at it, and it's Estonia and Finland. Uh, so it's the one that, you know, I love Acropolis, Sardinia, Mexico, these kind of rough gravel places. Yeah, but, me too. But this is the one. These two, Estonia, Finland, this is where you see the speed, the jumps, the cars flying. It's it's There is something very, very special. You know, Finland is regarded as a spiritual home of rallying. Estonia is just across the water. Shortest flight you ever take. Literally up and down from Tallinn to Helsinki. Helsinki to Tallinn, whatever. Uh, it's a great place. And massive, massive number of fans. And Oik Tanik's going to win because he's a local. And uh, he's a friend of Dirtfish. So there we are. Can I go back to bed now? <laughs> <laughs> That's me done. That's, uh, that, we that have the power to change day. things, do we? Mm. Okay. 
course we that, do. That was a that was a pretty good preview, that David. Actually, oh, that thanks, was very George. very complete. I think that's actually one of these rare occasions when I just totally agree with you. <laughs> um, I, the, I mean, I'm brave. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with your your ultimate decision on who's going to win, etc. Because I think it's just there's, there's a hell of a variables in there. But um, yeah, um, uh, I no. do believe that that uh, um, Ott has. Reached a, I think I think this year maybe towards the tail end of last year, I just think Ott has reached a level of maturity and and uh, the way he's approaching things. You know, is 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 uh, he's having some great. He's not maybe not getting the results, but he's having some great performances. You know, mm. again, I mean, I'm I'm viewing it from the point of view of a of a of a sort of team manager, and and if he was driving for me, I'd be really happy with the way he's approaching everything. You know, he's not throwing. He's not giving anything away. He's, he's maximising everything he possibly can. So maybe, you know, like I say, it's not, not, not the best, necessarily the best results, but I think it's just sterling performances from the guy. Yeah. No, he's... Yeah. Th- this is it. He, he does have that maturity now to to um, to deal with, with all of these things that are being thrown in, uh, in in the car this year. But I think, you know, you, if you look to a winner, it's really interesting because... We've talked, obviously, as we always do, we've talked to all the drivers, all the team principals, all the technical people before every WRC round. And the one thing that is that is quite clear from talking to Tom Fowler is that they, at Toyota, they do have a small stress about the, the speed of the Hyundai uh, and the pace that a car's got, certainly between the corners, uh, in terms of pure engine power. Tom says all of the data that they've done looking at all of the cars, it's the Hyundai that's got the best engine right now. And that's why mm-hmm. they've gone for they've gone for an engine upgrade. I mean, in fairness, you would always bring an engine upgrade out just before the the real super quick events, wouldn't you, George? You would. You would. But, so but to when we're talking about an engine upgrade, what we're talking about, one or two horsepower, very slightly yeah. different characteristics. You'll be trying to get squeeze yeah. a little bit. You, well, you don't need torque these days because of the electric, but you'll be looking for... Uh, just maybe just to, to get to that top speed just that fraction bit quicker. So I said I said exactly that to to Julian Monset that you know talk is presumably talk is less important these days because of exactly what you just said and he said yeah but don't forget you know you've got to you only get it for 10 seconds and then you've got to regen it so you do need still need that characteristic within the engine but but actually you're right again that they did they've both gone for power uh, it is at the top end of the engine that they're they're looking for more out of it. Um, so it, it's going to be an interesting one, of course it is. Uh, and talking to uh, Irmo Arva, who is rally director in Estonia, who knows the roads and uh, understands the cars quite well as well, I said to him, you know, is it is it a straight race between Toyota Hyundai? And he said, no, absolutely not. He said, looking at the Puma, that will be right in there. And of course, Craig Breen. Uh, has absolutely flown in Estonia last year. He was right yeah. at the races until uh, the sort of final stage, really. Um, when I think there was there was gap was never sort of bigger than about fourteen seconds between him and Calais throughout the three days. Uh, and then obviously Greeny lost. He he clipped a rock or something, didn't he, in the last stage last year? Um, Hello, is anybody there? I was going to say, yeah, it's we're all quiet. <laughs> we're all we're no, hanging on you every word. Has, has Luke gone back to sleep? <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm still here. There, David. Um, I, I don't quiet. remember that, I'll be don't honest. Stop. Don't stop. I, I'm, that, I'm, 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 Lisa, I, I'm respectful of my elders. I've just decided to let them do the talking. When, I, when they want to interest me, I'll come in. 
Um, Do you know what, Luke? You, you should know better now. Just bulldoze your way in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just dive in. Dive it's not in. really my style, so it, to be fair. But it, but it is. It's it's going to be wide open, uh, as all of these things are, and as we as we know with a with a really fast gravel rally. If you make a mistake early, it's going to be incredibly difficult to make that time back simply because there's not the there's not the number of junctions or slower speed corners where you can be a little bit later, a little bit braver on the brakes. The car's generally going to be carrying a similar amount of speed through medium and high speed corners. So the time's not really there to make up. Um, so we always see that, don't we? We really see really close gaps. Um, and I'm sure after the first day, there'll be just a... You know, a handful of seconds to throw over the top ten. Uh, so, uh, sorry, so when, when are we expecting the rain then, George? And how is this going to change? So rain, change rain is expected on Thursday. Well, actually, on Tuesday, believe it or not. So, already. oh, so before the event starts? It, already before the event starts. Um, so Daisy, hang on, was it Tuesday? We've got a thunderstorm on Tuesday. We've got. Uh, um, with a reasonable amount of rainfall, nothing too heavy, but it's been thunderstorms or thunderstorms that, that you know they, they they can they're hit and miss and they're not necessarily huge, you know they're maybe just uh, you know fifteen or twenty kilometres across, so that they, they can be they can be hit and miss. Nice on Wednesday, uh, the thunderstorm again on uh, on on Thursday, and it's um, you know sort of lunchtime-ish onwards, um, so all through the afternoon on Thursday, so. Whatever's happening on Thursday is likely to be a little bit, uh, a little bit interesting, mm. and then uh, Friday is um, just saying drizzle all day, but so little I'm not necessarily sure it would affect the road. Probably, probably because it says it's you know it's it's suggesting um, thirty forty percent chance of rain across the whole day, um, but like I say, just drizzly, maybe a little bit more than drizzle. I think it's, it looks to me like it would be enough to get the place wet, mm. but, but I, I, the the road wet, and you know that just that just firms up the gravel and just takes the, uh, the that massive disadvantage of running first or second, or third on the road, it takes it away. But it is it's never quite as big as it in a in a in a Finland, um, because again there are there's less areas of heavy braking and and heavy acceleration. Would that be fair, George? Um. Having said that, honest, I've not I've not analysed it to that degree, David. So I, I wouldn't want to particularly comment. All I know is that in Finland, when it rains, uh, the road does debilitate. The road gets a uh -huh. bit softer for every car that passes, and uh, it it's uh, it's an advantage to be first on the road. That said, New Zealand uh -huh. is generally a fast rally as well, and it always used to it 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 was really really difficult, wasn't it down there? To be first on yeah, the road, it was, but then the the, the road didn't debilitate. Um, mm. the, the, you know, the New Zealand roads are full macadam construction. Um, um, uh, they were all big roads, you know. They're all like you know main main highways, so you didn't have the, the little roads like they use in Finland. How, how, I've never been to the Estonia event. Is it lots of little roads as well? Yeah, yeah, there's a good mix. Yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine that they would degrade when they get wet slightly. They soften up a little bit. Yeah, whereas in Finland, whereas in Finland, they they um, uh, well the 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 water binds the gravel initially, uh, stops so stops it being so marbly, and then the road gets a wee bit softer. Yeah, yeah. So more slippery. I think you know the one thing that I I would say that uh, that is going to be interesting is is Robin Perra's approach. 
because what does what does he do now with a 65 point lead in the championship you know he patently he does not need a win um he could sit out the next two rounds and still be leading the championship going into Ypres. Uh but the one thing that's also become clear with with Calais is that when he feels it he feels it um yeah. and he can push and he can he can drive at the speed that he's he doesn't feel he's taking risks uh and quite possibly he could be celebrating back-to-back wins on Sunday if it's if it's wet enough, I think it's a possibility. Mm. Yeah, I'm not quite Nick. sure. How, I've never seen rain there, so I'm not quite sure how it binds up. I appreciate that nudge, Lisa. Thank you. That was a nudge. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely want to just check you're awake, but also to, to hear what you think. No, I, I am still here. I just had to shut my window. Um, and it, and it's a very small room as well, but I wanted to keep the noise out because there's going to be a, a delivery at a supermarket below me. Um, so I just want everyone to respect the effort that I'm sweating already. <laughs> but um, yeah, as David said, I think it is, well, it's depressing, to be honest, if you're anybody other than Callie Rovenpera with the championship situation at the minute. And I think the beauty from Callie's perspective is, as David said, he doesn't need to win. But that is, if anything, going to boost his chances because there is absolutely no pressure on him at all. He's first on the road, so he can't really be expected to be there. He's obviously won this rally before. He's a defending winner, so there's this form there. But if he comes away second, third, even fifth or sixth, it's not going to be a disaster for him. I think we all know that Finland's going to be the big one he's going to try try and win this year. Last year, obviously, was a bit of a disaster for him in that regard. And for any, for any rally driver, particularly for a Finn, to win there is almost as important as the championship. So that'll be his focus. But I really don't think we can discount him from the top three at all here because... He's just in that zone where nothing seems to be going wrong for him. Everything is, is, is just flowing. And it's and as David said, when he feels it, and I, I think we all think back to the Croatia power stage with this, it's, he didn't need to win that rally either. You could have let Tanak win that, but he went for it and he absolutely destroyed him. So it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm still just in awe with the guy at the minute. He's just... Yeah, it's a bit worrying for the future. I'll be honest. I think at some point it might <laughs> the novelty might wear off with it. But at the minute, I just think it's great to see him, somebody in this out of form just doing what they can and it's up to the rest to catch up do you know i've got a real disappointment element here can i ask how old you are luke uh i'm 25 this weekend yeah i thought you might be. Hey, happy um, birthday be- this weekend. because now now that i've got to a certain age and and you start seeing history repeating itself kind of down the line like that you sit there and you think ah oh, but it's not a bad thing for one person to dominate sport and and it's only the first year of robin perry's mighty rain that's coming on we, we, you know you kind of go back to the low era mm. and you you was it a bad thing that he dominated the sport so much um it, and i'm not uh, going to talk about tennis george i know but <laughs> in various other sports various other sports along the way you do have people that come along and dominate it and it's fascinating how um fans will absolutely love the person who's becomes dominant and then um, in, in Formula One, Michael Schumacher, everyone got sick of him winning everything for a while, and it, and it's it's so wrong. To, we should be actually celebrating how brilliant somebody is that that they can win against the odds. In has been, you know, for for Robin Perry on a couple of events, there's no way he should have won a couple of those. I think it it depends, doesn't it, least Because if you look back, you know, in in the middle of the Loeb era, as you look back now, you'd look back on that and say, "Crikey, that was a must have been a fairly long nine years." But there were Okay, there were years when, say, six and seven, when he totally dominated. And was it six when he six or seven? It was so six when he had the broken yeah. broken 
shoulder or arm or whatever. Yeah, fell off his bike. Fell off his. Yeah, exactly. Um, That was quite exciting from a sort of novel perspective, wasn't it? Towards the end of the year, he missed. He missed Australia. That one. He he missed. He he missed about the last four rounds. Yeah. Um, So and Marcus and Marcus slipped off the road in in Australia. (laughs) Australia when he didn't need to. Yeah, exactly. But then, (laughs) so that was interesting. But then there were the years where he just dominated and just won everything. Uh, which I think seven was, although they didn't win the manufacturers that year. But then you look at 2009, which was an absolute thriller with him and Herven and split by a point. So yeah. in the middle of all of this domination, there were some epic battles. And perhaps as you look back and just look back through the years and, and don't look in a bit more detail, you know, it, it could look a little bit uninteresting. Um, it's the, It was sort of the same with, with Ogier, wasn't it? You know, when he was at Volkswagen, he totally dominated. Uh, and then in, in 17 as well, with the, with the first year with the M Sport car, he, he dominated again. But then 18 was a great, great fight. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a similar battle between the two of them there, because you think about um, Loeb actually had his time um, as part of the Kronos setup as well. It mm. wasn't just a pure manufacturer, one car, um, you know, you, it, it, it was more than just... It was more than just one man winning, yeah. if you know what I mean. Or I'd yeah. rather it, yeah. It, no, it was, was story. It, it, absolutely, and and I think Luke, you're right. You know, this this there is a, not alarm bells ringing at all because talking to Elvin Evans, Elvin said, you know, Callis had the dream start, the absolutely the perfect first half of the year. Okay, Monty perhaps could have gone a little bit better, but it's been great. Who's to say the second half of the year doesn't turn around completely? And that's not wishing any ill will or bad fortune or whatever on anybody. But, you know, we're in a mechanical sport here and these things can break down. You would probably say that that Calais had the rub of the green so far. Um, and I think he has. Um, and we've, we've talked endlessly on this podcast about when you're in that zone, you can push the, the envelope a little bit harder. You can take more risks and get away with stuff because you've got physically within yourself you've got that extra bit of capacity uh to take the risk and he's there but he's not going to stay there forever um and let's let's see i think oit tanik it's easy to forget that tanik's won this event what is it three times in the last four years he knows these roads last year there was probably more he put more pressure on himself he had a bit of an issue early on and then he really really tried and he went off the road and took those two punctures uh, quite spectacularly going into the field. I would be surprised if Tanak makes that kind of mistake again. Uh, but local knowledge here is is a big deal, particularly with the weather changing, with yeah. the weather coming in. He'll understand more about what it's going to do to the roads. Um, yeah, and sure home support is is huge, um, f- for sure. There's no there's no doubt. I mean, we watched a a Grand Prix yesterday with massive support for Max Verstappen. It okay, it didn't work. So he finished second. But still, you know, Lewis Hamilton talking about it at the British Grand Prix, it's massive. And it, when you're out there in Estonia, the crowds are huge. Um, they, they simply are. And, you know, they're all waving one flag. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's going to that's gonna lift. They're it. all back as well this year, which is nice, isn't it? Because we haven't, obviously, the COVID years, yeah. we haven't had. And we, we've seen it in promotional events, how big a, a thing mm. it is. And Tanaki, he's not just a, 
a motorsport hero. He's a sporting hero. I think everybody knows Tanak in Estonia, and that's what's special. Yeah. It really is a whole national turnout. But yeah. I, I do, you have made me feel a bit guilty now for simply deciding that Cal is going to win the next decade of, of championships. <laughs> but it, it is, to be honest, I actually... You could be right, I, I could, but Lisa, it's a fantastic point you make, I think, because you're totally right in the sense of when you're living in the moment, you don't appreciate what you're seeing. And it's easy to not, because I guess, as you say, people kind of want a championship fight. But I, I think the saving grace, and I'm thinking of 2016 here, I think it was 2016. But as long as there's an interesting narrative within the season, if you're lacking a title narrative, I think that's okay. So I think it was in the 16, we had about six different winners and six rallies or something. But OJ... No, 17. Okay, well... well was it, it was it was first year in 17 cars, wasn't it? 16 was still... Well, there was, there was oh. I'm sure there was a year OJ completely dominated in the VW, yet the season was still interesting because he wasn't winning all the rallies. He had the best points Sorry. accumulation, but um, one historical thing I will call out on David, 2007 was a great championship year. Loeb did dominate that. Him and Gronholm was a brilliant battle. Criminally underrated season of WRC, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I think I think as as David Wright mentions, Tanak Freely and, and <laughs> We said it at the start a bit about 20 minutes ago now in the pod as well, but he is driving at a level now that um, probably is better than most people realise. I think because of the, the sort of difficult last 12 months he's had, because his start to the season was slow with various issues, they're not really looking at him as as performing that well, but we all know the limitations of his car. I, I just can't help but feel if, mm. like for like, him and Callie were in exactly the same situation with the car and everything, that this would be just a titanic battle. Um, I said a bit like a satanic there, didn't it? <laughs> I didn't, I promise. Um, but yeah, it's it's this one for me, as much as it's it's not going to be a two-horse race, I'm most interested in Tanak versus Rovin Perra. Whether that's what's going to be turning out at the front, I don't know, but it feels like this is this is Tanak's sort of set, if you like to use the sport we don't talk about as an analogy in Estonia, and then Finland, we've got uh, Rovin Perra's sort of leg as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the two potentially fastest drivers in the championship going going out to see who can be quickest on the quickest rounds. Should we move on to uh, engines? Crikey, after after not talking at all, he's talked a lot there, hasn't he? It's good. It's yeah, good. Well done, Luke. Well done. I was interested in what he said as well, which is always about some podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Yaris and the i20, I see on our list, it says engine work. Mm. Yeah, well, we've sort of touched on this already. Um, and there's there's also some some uh, some aero coming to the to the rear of the of the Toyota as well. Um, so so yeah, some some mods coming. Nothing really of any significance coming for the Puma. I spoke to Malcolm on Friday from what was there a rainy Cumbria, uh, and he said no, we haven't got a lot. He said but we have had one of the best week of testing, one of the best week of tests. Uh, all of the drivers doing around 200 kilometers in their day, which is always indicative of a good day. You know, if you're getting up around 200k, it means you're not stopping and changing gearboxes and what have you. So mm-hmm. uh, he was he was very uh, upbeat. And obviously, as we touched on there, you know, Craig Breen has driven brilliantly uh, in, in Estonia in the past. This is, I think, you know, you've written a really a brilliant piece, Luke, about, about um, Craig on the site and go and check it out. On dirtfish.com, obviously, if you haven't already, there is. This is going to be an interesting one for Craig. You know, I'm not one for bringing pressure to drivers, but in the past couple of years, we've seen Craig Breen driving a rally that's worthy of a win in in Estonia, and he's done that in a way where actually there 
there has been pressure on him because he's been out of the car and he hasn't had a lot of gravel experience and he's jumped into something and he, he's gone on and done it. But also there hasn't been that massive weight of expectation. It's a very difficult on this, isn't it? Because there's not the expectation because he hasn't been in the car, but there is the expectation because he knows he's got an opportunity to shine. Um, now, obviously, he's in he's in year one of a two-year program with M Sport. He he knows his seat is safe. He needs to to just kind of relax about everything the 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 sort of bigger global picture and just focus on on what we know he can do on on fast gravel and get on with it. And for me, he's a driver that could win this weekend, and it would be the most timely win uh, if he could pull it off because. Okay, he had a good, he had a great result in Sardinia. Wanted to start to build some momentum, and then had a tricky safari. Um, after obviously having quite a difficult start to the year, well, podium in Monte, but then things went a bit south in Sweden. He needs to build some momentum, um, and and a win here would be a superb start. It's it's funny within the season, I I think we've got a sort of a micro season here um, of two fast gravel rallies and IPA. And you could look at this and say, actually, this could be high end like micro season because we've got Tanek here. Then they've got Tanek who can win and has won in Finland. And then you've got Thierry Neville in, in Ypres. Um, but it, it's not quite as simple as that because Craig Breen can go incredibly well on all those three events. Elvin Evans can go incredibly well on those three events. So, it, you know, we've moved out of the, the, the rough gravel, if you like, into this to the middle summer bit now. Um, and for me, it is. It's going to be a really, really interesting next three rounds. I think it, you, you're right to mention. Where's George he, gone? He's Have quite. He's quite I'm, no, I'm still oh, here, guys. Okay. I'm still okay. here. I'm just listening in here. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a listener. For when, I'm, when I'm not speaking, I'm just listening. This okay. is making me nervous, though, George. This is I'm your biggest very... fan. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan, really. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, oh my right. God! Watch it. He's going to get the sledgehammer. Super out. fan. We decided last. Luke and I decided last week. I was. A, yeah, I don't have a piece of four by two to to tie you to to, to tie you to the uh, to tie to your ankles and then hobble you. You, 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 you watch yourself, Lisa. Take, take <laughs> so you know, for me, it it this one's wide open, but it is it's it's going to be the start of uh, of of a really interesting three rounds uh, and potentially you know a chance for for Hyundai to redeem themselves. There are still, uh, as we talk endlessly. There are still issues within that team. There are. There's still. We've we've run our story over the weekend about the fact that the drivers, Tanak and, and Thierry Neville, called together a meeting uh, with with the senior Koreans to talk yeah. about what is what's going on uh, in the team. It's not a particularly harmonious place in there right now. There are lots of issues. You know, one thing that we 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 perhaps overlook is the fact that you know there are supply chain crises around the world and they're hitting motorsport just like they're hitting everyday life um and and Hyundai it would appear have not got all of the parts that they need uh at the time that they really need them you know they're reprepping parts from Safari that you wouldn't want to be reprepping um and it's impacting on their test uh, and their ability to test. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, the, the, to me, it, it smacks of a team who they're almost asking too much of everybody within that team. Christian Lorio, 
I'm surprised the guy ever sleeps. You know, he is just working 24-7, as they all are. Uh, and this is the galling part, is that we're being critical of them, and there are people in there that are working perhaps harder than they've ever worked in their entire life. Um, and they're struggling to, to see which way is up right now. Um, it's uh, George, I'm sure you've been in that position as a team where you can't, you know, they've had a win, they had a win in, in Sardinia, sorry, but everything is just going wrong or just not um, going right. And, 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 and the harder you try, sometimes the worse it gets. It, it's difficult to make a judgment. And, and certainly, David, I am reluctant to, 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 to pass judgment on, on anything like that because I've, I have been in the situation and, and what we're seeing is probably very, very different from... Uh, from from what the team you know the, the team members mm. see inside the team they'll they'll clearly have feelings and and knowledge of you know what what's gone wrong you know you know are there modifications need needed in the supply chain you know is everybody actually pulling their weight i mean usually usually in a team like that there is but mm. uh, there'll always be some opinion within the team about what could be done um drivers having meetings with the the korean bosses well um Okay, I mean, maybe you know. I mean, I, I can't imagine what they would have been saying. I mean, I, I would I would have thought they wouldn't have been uh, uh, voicing any lack of support for any active uh, real world team members that are there. You know, uh, because I'm sure everyone is working really, really hard. And you know, um, I have a feeling, yeah. George, they they were asking for for probably for Andrea Adamo back because you know he was the one guy that's that sat at the top. Of, of that whole sort of hierarchy in the team. And uh, yes, he was he was a very vocal fellow. He was pretty dictatorial in his, in his style of leadership, but he got stuff done. And Julian Monset is working his socks off, but he's doing two jobs. You know, he's working on the driveline and he's trying to motivate and, and bring the team together. And I, I think they need a single leader. And if that's Julian Monset, then put him at the top there, but take away the other responsibilities. It's it's so hard because everybody there is working so hard. They deserve so much more. Yeah, um, that's kind of how I feel. I, I feel yeah. absolutely that I, I know what it'll be like in that team. I know that there'll be a huge number of very dedicated people yeah. uh, trying to make things happen. Trying to make things happen absolutely correctly. Mm. And as always with every every operation, every every. Um, company you know you, you get a couple of people in there maybe that aren't quite doing as good a job as the rest and and it maybe looks like they're letting the whole thing down probably not quite as severe as that but you know that can happen in which case you know that would be the only thing that would be to to talk about is to to, to sort that out but mm. um, i mean you know i've got no idea why uh, why um why the whole thing changed at the end of last year. You know that was that that, that was obviously a very precipitate change. Um, mm. uh, so so to to say that you want a demo back, I mean, um, okay, yeah, you need somebody back in there to 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 drive the whole thing forward. I, I wouldn't have thought they would have gone backwards on whatever happened, whether it was uh, Andrea leaving on his own or whether he was he was asked to leave. Who knows? But. Um, Honestly speaking, you, you don't go backwards. You move forward. Get the next person in. No, and just to jump in there, George, categorically, we, we know that, that Adamo left. Andrea left a visit okay. of his own free will, of his own there free will, of his own accord, for, for his own very, very, very valid yeah. reasons. Um, yeah. I agree. You know, it's difficult to go back, but they yeah. need something needs to change. Um, 
Yeah. And who knows? You know, I've written again over the weekend or or the back end of last week that if they come out, if this is a sort of micro three round high and die season, if they come out and win two or three out of three, things look very different. And and that picks things up in the team, doesn't it? You you get that feeling you're winning again. You know, Monday morning comes around and everybody's got a smile on their face because they've won at the weekend. They're back in the thick of a manufacturer's championship race. Suddenly things don't look quite so bleak. We saw it, you know, we saw the way it lifted them in, in Sardinia when they were all jumping in the harbour. It it was fantastic to see. Um, but what we've got is this roller coaster effect where they've gone back down in, in Safari. Uh, and Safari was, it was, it was a real, real difficult one to pick yourselves back up from. Um, but I've got well to. only 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 in only in the, the context of you know it it wasn't a great event for them, but in in the context of what went wrong, I mean, I think they were very very unlucky that their their air filter particularly seemed to Sucked manage to, to 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 suck it in and get blocked. Their mm. air filters were the same size as everyone else, but their but their positioning of it is slightly different, and I think they just got. Honestly speaking, a bit unlucky, and I mean, I've thought about that. There's no way you could CFD or calculate that out. You couldn't put it in a wind tunnel because, quite frankly, when it was happening, the cars were only doing about 20 kph. You know, yeah. it's just that, that unique situation, and and their air fil- their air intake seemed to be vulnerable. That was the that was the biggest thing of all. Um, and, and talking to Monse last week about that, and I said, you know, are you are you fearful when we go back to Acropolis? He said, you know, Acropolis is a is a sort of target, a pivotal event in the season. I said, well, you've said that, you know, what do you work when you come out of Safari with such a dismal result? How do you get it right in, in Acropolis? And he said, well, fortunately in Greece, I don't think we'll have fesh fesh. Um, yeah, so, exactly. So, and you, it's, you're it's, exactly It's a one-off. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't think, so from that point of view, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be hard, but you know, I think that, I think the team has a, has a, I, I mean, I, you know, like as you said at the start, you know, I think Ot Tanak has a brilliant chance of doing incredibly well there. Um, honestly, and, and and again, honestly speaking, without without a doubt, Thierry's Thierry's you know as as good as anyone on a fast road, uh, if not if not potentially just just um, every, every bit as as good ma- matching superior when the mm. chips are down because the guy can find much more much more. Uh, depth in his in his performance when he really needs to it's a bit scary what he can pull out after he's had a problem well you know on on the on the the face of it with with such a a tough season you know he's going to go out at the start of that event finding that extra again um right at the start of the event so you know they've got they've got two drivers right at the front as far as i'm concerned yeah well wh- absolutely going into the start of the event road position well i mean that that remains to be seen is it is it wet? Does it affect it just the same? I've no idea. What do we think of? I'm gonna, I'm yeah. potentially doing Lisa's job here, so apologies. But what do we think of? Not what do we think of Solberg? Because for me, I think if it's going to be a couple of rallies where he's going to be able to show his best, Estonia in particular. I think I'm think I'm right in saying statistically, it's been his most successful WRC rally to date. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not suggesting he should be he should be on the podium or even winning or anything like that. But I think. Of all events that he can do well, I think this is his chance. Mm. He's got he's got a lot of experience, hasn't he? He's obviously competed like Calais in the younger days when he was 14, 15 years old. They were in Estonia, Latvia on these kind of roads. And for Oliver, I can't remember, but it was it was it would have been what were we now? So we were twenty, probably two thousand and nineteen, was it when he did? 
he was in the polo um and it was the last of the promotion events uh and i think he finished seventh uh overall and that for me was was one of the the best and the strongest uh events that he that he'd done um in one of those cars it was the year that he was in the american you're spot on david i've just checked our favorite website ewrc and he was seventh in 2019 <laughs> in in apollo so you're bang on yeah and 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 oh, so there was one stage where he beat marco martin and marco was in one of the the, the 17 cars he was in a, a fiesta he definitely oliver solberg feels very very comfortable um at that speed and, and on those roads um so it, it is a great opportunity for him. I'm not sure how much of a test he had. I think he's been quite badly impacted by these, by the lack of parts and things with with the test. So I don't know how much running he had. Uh, and that, you know, again, that's a big thing to get your head into gear. You know, you talk to. I used to love talking to 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 Richard Burns and to Robert Reed before they went to Thousand Lakes. Um, because Robert would say, you know, they and you'd know this, George. So they had they had their pre-event test, which could have been two or three days. Um, and Robert said they always I can't remember if it was Mahinpa or somewhere like that. There was one stage they would go to, which was really, really quick. Um, and, and Robert said, you know, Richard always just wanted to go there and you get your head into Finland speed out of wherever you've been, because it is such a different mindset to drive these cars at that speed. Um, so they had one favorite bit of road that they'd go back to year on year just to get themselves back in the groove uh, and then they were ready of course you, you know those days are long gone now uh, okay actually less so for toyota and Hyundai though because they've both got permanent test sites in finland so they can test 24 yep. 7 there but oliver patently oliver hasn't been testing there a lot so it will take a little while to get your head into that space won't it it, it definitely, it definitely will. Okay, he's young and he, and he, 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 he'll go for it. And obviously, um, um, he did have that uh, quite good performance at the rally cross last week. So he's, you know, he, he oh, yeah. managed to get his head into that fairly quick after Safari. Mm. So I'm sure he will. But there, there will be an element of getting your head into that. And you know, your Mahimpa, uh, which is a very fam- famous stage, just out to the, uh, out to the east of Yevaskula, uh, um, northeast. Uh, which was an incredibly fast, wide, big road yeah. with lots and lots and lots and lots of jumps in it and lifts and, and you know, where, where the car went light for long, long periods of time into the next long corner, into a, another, a jump halfway through that corner, into a, a lift, into a, another lift, into a small compression and then another lift. It was just kilometre after kilometre and, and, and I think Robert, and and uh, you know relaying that, I, I remember talking to him about that very same thing, and it was just to get your head into the fact this is where I have to go to. I am out there on that ragged edge, uh, and that's where I have to go if I'm going to take the fight to the fins. I've, you know, and, and and you're always looking to you know best a fin on a stage because nothing uh, nothing gives the the message that that I'm here and I'm challenging you uh, better than a, a fastest time when uh, nobody was necessarily expecting it or the first time you get one oh wow oh richard we're going to have to we're going to have to think about him might have to lift the game and you're pushing people into mistakes maybe that's what that's the name of the game so yeah i, th- I think there's an element of that in finland without a doubt greg well, green having flavor. 200 kilometers of testing very good news for for m sport without a doubt yeah what a wonderfully evocative phrase you used there george what was such that? a road where the car went light. Yeah. I just I, that's just such a, a powerful phrase because you think, oh gosh, Good. yeah, I know what 
I'm not a rally driver, mm. but I know what that feeling is. Mm. Um, yeah. I've got I've got one eye on the time. We've got one thing on the list, but one thing that we definitely need to talk about is WRC two. Mm. Oh wow! I mean, just the list because has be podcast on this alone. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it just goes on and on and on. You know, there's Sunin and Mickelson, Hayden Padden back, uh, Emil Lindholm yeah. there, Yari Hutenen. Yeah, it's it. Every every event this year has been just sensational with a huge long list of of tremendous drivers and and this is exactly the same uh it is it's going to be it's going to be great it's also we shouldn't forget it's a junior round as well so it's yeah there's a, there's a huge amount to stay around for on the stages um and and watch further back but for me this the wrc2 fight it, it is going to be i have to say i think skoda has, has still got the edge uh even with the old car the new car obviously is coming in the summer so Mickelson's somebody who's who's going to be going well. He's had was it two engine failures now, um, with with his car. Uh, interesting. I mean, this is one thing that you know you do have to ask, don't you? They had the same engine failure, we think, uh, on consecutive events, and no other Skoda really is having any engine failures. Is you know is that a factory car? Is that a car that they're giving that little bit of extra to? Uh, I believe it, all the engines go back to Skoda, don't they? Well, don't yeah, they, George, they do, but do it, them themselves. But the, you know, an engine's an engine, isn't it? And you know, is Skoda just turning Mickelson's engine up just that wee bit more? Uh, it, it's, it's something that's out there and being discussed um, by mm-hmm. all of the the Skoda runners and pretty much everybody in the championship. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's he is undoubtedly he's a factory driver. Um, and there's there is a a small feeling that perhaps his his engine has been breathed on. Used to be the the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the way of describing yeah, a nice phrase. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But regardless, you know, if they turned it up, they'll probably need to turn it down a little bit now to get some more reliability out of it because he needs he needs points. Um, well, I mean, one thing's for sure, David, is that the, the they'll know exactly what failed. Yeah. And they, they will be able to identify the reason why it failed. Um, yeah. And if they can't, then there's an extraneous factor like uh, fuel incorrect or or uh, some some other aspect of the car correct. So you you, you you'll be able to uh, um, root cause analysis it through and and figure it out. So I, I would imagine that they'll uh, that they will have thrown their weight behind that. And mm. uh, I don't expect you wouldn't you just wouldn't expect it to happen a third time. No, definitely no, not. No but way in the world. Yeah. Th- the big question now is: Can Sunanen in a Hyundai? Can Hutenen in a in a Ford? Can these boys match uh, the the Skoda? Well, we're going to find out, and it's going to be great. Is Hayden <laughs> going to be following? Spring a surprise. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, Hayden. Somebody who's had plenty of, of recent grab Tinkering experience. Time. Yeah, yeah, he's very very good on these fast roads. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. So right. and great to see a little him back. bit of match practice. But not not so much, you know. Done quite a lot in, down in in New Zealand. Yeah, but in in terms of in terms of you know the the competitive element. I mean, yeah. we know that Hayden always pushes himself on every single stage. So it's maybe a little bit uh, unfair to say that, but ultimately that that competition is the thing that really sharpens you up. Mm. I've got to say, I, um, I look forward to always Hayden's somebody we've known for years, and he's such a good guy. Just a a genuinely interesting yeah. and decent fella lovely fella to talk to and he's from the right part of the world we do like him but in new zealand uh and he also brings john keenard with him as well who is one of the nicest people uh and makes a pretty good bottle of wine as well 
<laughs> yeah, I never understand uh, John Kennard, having known him very, very well. Why he, I mean, I understand why he went back in the competition and he loved it, but um, crikey, to come back and uh, and at the bleeding edge of that, you know, there's there's it, it's it's great fun for a young guy. Um, uh, but I always remember Arne Hertz um, going into uh, that Mahimpa stage in Finland mm. with uh, with with uh, Hannu Mikkola. I think it was in the year that they did it with the Toyota, 94, 95, something like that. They went back and did a, a couple of rallies. Um, well, I did one rally with Toyota. It was a, it was a, it was a gift from Uva Anderson to, to Hannah Mikkola to celebrate um, the, the 1970, was it 1974 win in, in, in uh, Finland? When Hannu, when Hannu won with the Corolla? Quickly look. <laughs> I'll say I'll say yes. Ten, I'll say that. yes tentatively, but I'm going to yeah, Google well, right now. Anyway, we oh EWRC we right got now, Hanu in a Hanu in a factory Toyota, and he experimented with the uh, as as Toyota called it the, at that time the fresh air system, which was we, we now call anti lag. Um, so the car sounded like uh, like it was some sort of major uh, street battle in a, in an urban <laughs> environment at that time. But the, but the car was, you know, very, very quick. It was a full-spec car, as you imagine. And I always remember uh, uh, Arne Hertz saying that the run through Mahimpa, he, he came out and he said, oh, George, he said, I'd forgotten. I, I, I knew Mahimpa was going to be tough, but my God, we went through there. And, and you know, relatively speaking, they were, they were a long way behind the leaders. And I'm thinking, God knows what everyone else is doing because we came through there. I would have said that was pretty well all you could get. And we're, you know, 10, 12 seconds down. How, how I've no idea, but what are the rest are doing? I don't want to know, but I just don't want to know. I don't want to be in the car with them. What I'm pointing out is that actually it's maybe not just as much fun as we all might think it might be. This is ragged edge stuff. Oh, it is. And as, you know, in yeah. these events, there's massive pressure in the car as well. You know, yeah, when, when the car's carrying the speed that it is, you know, 100, 110 miles an hour over blind crest. You have to be absolutely spot on uh, with everything. Uh, there's there's risk in every every stage in every corner, but there's always just a little yeah. bit more when the speed's that bit higher. I've, so, I've... so quite why John Kennard enjoys that so much um, uh, as, as he as he uh, starts to you, you would have thought. I mean, he's, I think he's basically sort of you know pr promised to retire a couple of times, but he keeps coming back for a little bit more and to go to Finland as a driver. I have to say, I would quite like to go and do Finland again um, uh, and, and the likes of Estonia but as a as if I was co-driving I don't think I want to go into that car although I mean maybe I'm maybe I just need to focus a little bit harder on it I mean you know when you're co-driving and you get the notes right and you've got everything flowing really well the, f the feeling is also just as almost as good as being a driver because yeah. you you know you've you, you are part of the mechanism that's making that car go fast there's something actually quite special about it i've got i've got an answer i'll keep this very quick before i get told off by lisa for taking too long but uh 1975 <laughs> for finland but a very 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 quick anecdote on john kennard which i thought was interesting from my weekend i was at the nicky griff stages following max mccray who by the way had a fantastic result to end his european tour third in junior british championship which is actually very very impressive considering the pace and the experience those guys have but i was chatting to keaton williams who was helping out with some trackers and sort of classic sort of conversations trying to get a bit out of him he wasn't taking my bait to be honest <laughs> he's, he's too clever for that but he was talking about sort of potentially 
where his career might go because at the minute he's in uh, the ARA with Brandon Seminog, which he's more than happy with. And that obviously returns this weekend as well. So keep an eye out for that on dirtfresh.com. But he was mentioning that he's got plenty of time. Why? Because John Kennard is still there in the WRC. So he's like, well, if John Kennard can do it at his age, I've got nothing to worry about. So he's, he's a new yeah. yardstick, I think, for career longevity. No, that's a very good point. And a very good point about uh, ARA, Luke. It, obviously, New England is coming this weekend. So the likes of Ken Block, Travis Pastrana, Barry McKenna's back as well, isn't he? He's, but he's missed a couple of rounds. Are we still expecting him to start uh, in, in the Fiesta? I guess that's always... Um, he, he does have a habit sometimes, Barry, of... And to be fair, I'm saying like it's his, his fault. It's not. He's just got that much on at work. Nice. But he's... He, he, yeah. he, he wants to do the rally. He doesn't always have the time. But yeah, it should be a great battle. And it's getting very important championship-wise as well because it's six scores from nine counts. But at this point, it's kind of whoever wins... It's all about who has the most wins there. And Travis has none. So he needs to send it <laughs> this week. And we yeah. know when Travis no, does that, does. it doesn't always go well for it, bless him. So it's, I think it's going to be really interesting. It is. And we send our absolute best to obviously everybody competing there, but especially uh, our colleague, friend and colleague, Michelle Miller, who will be co-driving for Lucy Block. Uh, and any... I'm not sure if there are any other of our colleagues, or I'm sure there's lots of graduates from Dirtfish competing uh, in Maine this weekend. So all the best to them. It is, it's great. You know, I, I did Ohio the last round and just couldn't get enough of it. It's a great championship. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I would I would love to, to be there at that. I'd love to be driving it, but I'd just love to be there and see it. I think it would just be amazing. They, they seem to have such great rallies. So competitive, such great character on the stages. Big roads. Yeah. I can't, I, Big I roads. can't wait for the time that we'll be over there, George. Yeah. That, that they will be flown over for it. Um, also, every time you say Maine, I always think Stephen King. So just think of a rally with the Stephen King twist. That could be pretty <laughs> scary, ne- couldn't it? Never, never a fan of Stephen King. I've got to be honest. Okay. Never, Didn't, never, never read a single book. No. Never read right, a single okay, book. Okay. But, his, but, his but, but you were will, awful. You so will, there, there yeah, you but you will be a fan of his work. The Green Mile? Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. I've got a whole load that. of others, but we haven't got time to get them in. So yeah. um, I am just going to say thank you very much for your time, chaps. Like and subscribe if you have enjoyed listening to our humble offering, Spin the Rally Pod. Uh, don't forget to subscribe with your podcast provider. Write us a review. Uh, that in English translates to write us a review <laughs> um, if you so feel like it. That was a slightly COVID-impacted <laughs> sentence, uh, wasn't it? The, the, mouth, the mouth ahead of the brain, I think. That, um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, at Dirtfish Rally. Um, TikTok, we're going to get David to get his head around that and start producing some TikTok videos. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. And look, out, look, out, for the bu- look out for the bug as well. Let's put the ah, bug up. Well, now, yes. Now, I have to say, while, while you guys were chatting there, I was just having a little... Little, having a bit of a little tinker, I'll just send that back to you that way. Um, maybe we'll pop that one on social media as well. Um, <laughs> you've been listening to. That's fantastic. That, that <laughs> I'm sorry, that's David fantastic. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, George Donaldson and Luke Barry. Uh, I've been Lisa O'Sullivan, the Humble Rally fan. Um, I hope you will join us again. Mm.